say your scripture has already been read and I share with you that that is this scripture passage is one of my most favorite texts in the Bible. And every time I hear it, um, we know that we just came through the Advent season and this is a wonderful Christmas passage that is always lifted up, but it is one of my most favorite because every time, every time I tell you, no doubt, every time I hear verse two, that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has shined. I don't know about you all, God, but that goes straight to my heart. And I just want to raise my hands, lift my hands, and be like, thank you, Lord, is the fact that we know that, there, that we who have been living in darkness have seen a light. And I think that this passage resonates with me so because of the fact that I know what it's like to live in darkness. I know what it's like to experience deep darkness and say, I know what it is to feel like the storms of life are raging and to feel like you're being tossed to and fro. And I think I'm not the only one. I think that there are some of you also know what it's like to have all of a sudden a season of darkness, for it to seem like the rug has been pulled out from you, to believe that you were sucker punched you know, and something that throws us into darkness. But praise be to our God. <laughs> praise be to our God, because we know that the darkness doesn't last. We know that though we may experience the death of a loved one, death of a relationship, that we have maybe lost a job or an opportunity that we thought was on lock. Maybe our child made a decision that we would have never made for them and has tunneled them down. Darkness, or maybe it's the loss of self-esteem, the loss of financial or physical security, the receipt of a diagnosis of a life-limiting illness. Darkness, all of these things bring darkness. But God says to us, just as God said to the people, uh, to the Israelites, in the land of Judah. He says, remember that I'm here. Remember that I am the light. Remember that a light is coming. And so even though we look and we see that there is light, we know that though it's personal, that some of our darkness can be personal. Some of the darkness that we're living in is just because we're living in this world. Some of the darkness that we're living in is the fact that murder is at an all time high that we have to wonder and ask ourselves, can I send my children to school? Can I go to Walmart? Can I go to the beauty shop? Can I take a run down the street? Can I drive on the highway? All of these things are coming about and we are seeing in our world and having to wonder and keeps plunging us into darkness. Though we're living post pandemic, the devastation of the pandemic is still very much with us. Our political arena is beyond comprehension at times, having to question the integrity of our leaders, of our city, our county, our nation, the countries around us. That's devastating to me, to think that we have to question their, um, their, question their motives and what it is that they're trying to do. Thinking about the fact that racism 
ageism, sexism, discrimination, all of these things are running rampart in our lives. The fact that we just devalue another human's life is something that for us to contend with in the world that we're living in. But as I said before, thanks be to God that there is hope. There is hope. The word that was said through the prophet Isaiah to the people in Judah, he says that there will be no more gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought contempt to the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. Hallelujah, 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 that we can know that there will be no more gloom. Because you see, we are the ones who are the recipients of the light. We are the ones who were able to walk in this light. God was giving Israelites and Judah a vision of what life could be, what their future might be. But we, as the people living in 2023, are able to say, we know what that looks like. We know what that feels like. Because you see, when the darkness was in the land of the Israelites, they were dark and living in dark times because we know, if we have read the Bible, that the journey of the Israelites at this particular time, they were living under the rule and rule of kings. They had chosen and decided that they would like to be ruled by king, kings instead of God. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that, saying that we want to be ruled by other people versus being ruled by God. But God was telling them in this prophecy that I am still trying to be your God and I want you to be my people. He was telling them, he said, though they were in the southern kingdom, that he said, look at what has happened in Naphtali and in Zebulon, the distress that they've been under, the destruction that they've been under. You know that as the tribes of Judah, as they came into the promised land, they were always constantly under siege. They were always constantly battling. But in this text, it makes us realize or gives us pause to think because the word is in the former time, he bought contempt under Zebulon and under Naphtali, he being God. So God was in ways nudging them. He kept trying to say, I'm here. I want you. You can live your best life only if you live it under me. And so just as some things happen at times, God was trying to show them that the best life is your life in me. But they were continuing to struggle. They were continuing to have to bow and, and do things that their kings wanted them to do. So as we talk about the destruction and we see that God says there is a different way, that God tells them that there is a light that is coming. He says that there was a light that will come and overshadow the darkness. There is a light that will bring joy, unspeakable joy. The prophet used things that the people at that time knew is like how they rejoiced at the harvest or how the warriors rejoiced when they came back from a victory and in the plunder and how they spread and divided things. God said there can be joy, joy because the light is coming. 
So they weren't able to experience that light. They only heard the prophecy. But as we, as I said, stated before, we know what the prophecy was about. It was about Jesus. Jesus was the light of the world. Jesus, whose God was telling them, God has a plan that began at creation. And he brought into light, he brought people, he made people, he created everything. And then he continued his plan throughout what we read in the Bible. And that plan was, I wanna be your God and I want you to be my people. And so he said, you know that he bought kings, he bought prophets, um, he brought, um, excuse me, I am having a moment, priests, all of those that came into, into, um, into the wives of the people that kept trying to lead them to God. But God said that didn't work. And so God talked about the light and that light being himself. God came in the form of a babe that we call Jesus, Emmanuel with us. And so in the gospel, according to John chapter eight, verse 12, this is what Jesus said. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Did you get it? Did you catch it? The transformation says, I am the light of the world, but we who have, but we, those who follow me will never walk in darkness, that you will have the light. He's like, I give it to you. To each of you, I give you the light. The light, that same light that raised people from the dead, the same light that came and gave sight to the blind, the same light that helped the lame, the lame to walk, the same light who died on the cross so that we could live in the light. This is the light, Jesus said, that I give you, that I bring to you. And so the question that I have and that I posed this morning is, is the light still shining? Is the light still shining? We realize that as Jesus gave us the light, that we are now bearers of the light. But the question is, is are we willing to allow the world to just continue to hear the prophecy that a light is coming? That it says people walking in darkness have seen a light. Are we willing, though we now are the light, to just let our world think about that a light is coming? Jesus said that we, I've given you the light. Hear what he says in his scripture. He said that I give you the light. I am the light of the world and I give you that light. You will never live in darkness. And so my thought today, what I propose to us is that in order for our world to change, in order for the light that is in us to continue to shine, is that we must embrace the light we must educate ourselves about the light, and then we must emulate the light. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. So by embracing the light, I'm saying that every person who has confessed Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we have to ask ourselves, who is Jesus to me? 
who is Jesus to me? Do I believe fully, completely, that Jesus is the Son of God? Do I fully and completely believe that Jesus is God? These are questions we have to ask ourselves because this is what it takes in order for us to embrace who Jesus is. If I believe and embrace the light that Jesus brings. So if I believe that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus is God, then I understand that I have power. And I also understand that in my salvation that I became new. And so God says that we are now new creations in Christ. But God also, through Jesus, says that now there's a mandate on your life. He said in the Great Commission that we know, right, says that I need you to go. Go out into all nations and make disciples of all people, teaching them all that I have commanded you. And behold, I will be with you through the ends of the earth. Embracing the life is understanding that we have an assignment. And embracing the light is the fact that we understand that it is through us that the world is going to change. There's another aspect, though, in embracing the light. Embracing the light is the fact of, have I really made Jesus Lord of my life? Have I really surrendered my life to Jesus? Because when we do that, when we say Jesus is Lord, then it is Jesus whom we ask, what should we do? Where should I go? Who should I encounter? Am I gonna tell the world about you, Jesus? I do that when I make Jesus Lord of my life. But Mark Batterson in his book, All In, what he said that in most of our churches, the people sitting in our churches, that though we've made the confession and we say that Jesus is Lord, what we've actually done is invite Jesus to follow us. We invite Jesus. We want Jesus to walk with us. We want Jesus to be right there beside us. We need Jesus to show us. We say we want Jesus to show us the way. But basically, we're usually asking Jesus to stand behind us. And we're asking Jesus to just bless our mess bless what it is that we want to do, bless where it is that we want to go. But if we embrace the light, understanding that we make Jesus our Lord, then it's all about Jesus and it's all about God. And we then become all in to the assignment and to what it is that God is calling us to. So the second thing Embracing light, we first got to embrace the light. Then we've got to educate ourselves about the light. In the mandate that I read in the Great Commission, it says, I need you to go forth and go out into the world, baptizing people and teaching them all that I have commanded you. But we can't necessarily teach people what we don't know, right? We can't necessarily go forth and teach people the good news. We can teach the people the good news of the gospel, saying that Jesus saves. But then as we know, I think that if you've encountered people for a little while, they want to delve and they want to know, well, what does that really mean? What is it that I'm supposed to do? Who is this Jesus to you? And why do you call him Savior and Lord? So if we don't go and educate ourselves, the Bible tells us that we need to study 
to show ourselves approved, a workmanship rightly dividing the word of truth. If we haven't studied, if we haven't read, if we haven't spent the time with Jesus and with God, then we can't tell the people. We can't show the people where it is and how it is that God can bring light in their dark situation. And so it's up to us to first embrace the light, second, educate ourselves about the light, and the third thing that we need to do is emulate the light. And emulate means the fact that we need to, emulate means that we are going to surpass, that we can probably surpass the person or achievement. Jesus and the crowd in the sermon in, in Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, he said that you are, that includes all of us in the room, all of those that are watching online, all of us, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, pulls it under, puts it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine so that people will see your good works and they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. So again, we hear the baton being passed. Jesus started off with, I'm the light, but now he says, you are the light of the world and that we can't be hidden. We can't put our light under a bushel. But I ask again, is the light shining? Have we, as a church, put the light under a bushel? We look, our pastor asked us a question the other day, and she said that if the church, our church, and I'll speak of Peachtree Christian at this moment, were to leave this community, would they know? Would they be bothered? Would they wonder? And so that's the part of, is our light still shining? Or is it hidden under a bushel? Jesus also said, to, um, it's also said in John 14, verse 12, he said, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Greater works. That's the promise, we'll do greater works. If we allow our lights to shine, if we truly embrace the light, if we truly educate ourselves about the light, if we emulate the light, then we will do greater works. And I know some of you are like, what? <laughs> Say, Don, are you kidding? <laughs> Don't you know that Jesus um, raised people from the dead? Um, that Jesus gave sight to the blind, that Jesus helped the lame to walk. What? what? We gonna do greater works than that? That's the promise, guys. That's the promise. If we let our light so shine, then we will do greater works. We will see this world transformed if we truly, each one of us, took it under advisement that I am the light and that it is my responsibility to let the light shine. 
And so when I ask the question again, so this will be the third time, maybe reminiscent of Jesus asking Peter, do you love me? I'll ask again, is the light still shining? And hopefully, if we have looked and listened and believed that we are the light, that we have embraced the light, we have educated ourselves about the light, and now we are going forth and we are emulating the light. If we do all of that, then the answer should be a resounding yes. The light is still shining because the light is shining in and through me. The light is shining in and through you. And so, in order for us to really bring, because you know, as you know, we can hear the word, we can do it. We can hear the word and it's like, oh, okay, Donna, that was good. But, um, <laughs> but in order for us to really participate and say that, yes, the light is shining through me, I would ask you to join me in a song that we learned as young children, probably, many of us, but, and I'm sure y'all know where I'm going. But if you will join me in singing this little light of mine. So, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Amen, thank you. And knowing that this little light of ours, each of us, even though the song says this little light of mine, I know that there is power in a little light. And so what I invite you to do is to think about it. We're not in the dark, so you really can't see. But when we shine the light on people, there is, when you shine a light, it comes down and it cascades. And so you understand and you'll be able to see the influence. But when you shine the light on someone, it's like they be able to realize that there is now no more darkness for the people who are walking in darkness have seen a great light. God bless you. Thank you.